What is up, you guys? You are tuning in to the Health Without Limits podcast. I'm your host, Caroline Prestano, a personal trainer, nutrition coach, teacher, wife, dog mom to two, and mommy to be. Wow, that's weird to say. After too many years of playing it cool and trying to live up to society's standards, I decided it was time to share my voice. I hope that this is a place you will come to share your journey and to feel supported on your way. We'll talk all things health, fitness, nutrition, motherhood, and just some good old girl chat. Thanks for coming along. Let's get going. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Health Without Limits podcast. Today I have another guest on the podcast, Vitalia Albertson. I came across Vitalia's page on Instagram just through my own um, journey with pregnancy and, you know, trying to build that community and find those resources. Um, And Vitalia's page has been honestly so helpful for me already. Um, She shares a lot about her own birth experiences and how she used those to educate herself, empower herself, and really take charge for her own um, outcomes with her birth and also postpartum journeys. Um, she focuses a lot on, you know, the holistic side of health and healing. So how can we prepare our bodies for pregnancy and how can we support our bodies in pregnancy to help with those discomforts and those symptoms that come along with it? And how can we, you know, use nutrition in order to support our bodies in postpartum and in healing and in self-care? So this was a really interesting conversation. I was like vigorously writing down notes for myself during it because I'm at that stage of my pregnancy where, you know, we're sort of winding down. We're getting closer to the third trimester. Actually, by the time this airs, I will be in the third trimester. And personally, I'm anxious about the unknown. And my way to cope with that is to prepare and to have the knowledge that will hopefully support me in this next crazy journey. So I hope that you guys find this as helpful as I did. Even if you're not currently pregnant, this is such a great listen for those of you that are, you know, knowing that that's going to be in your future or maybe your postpartum right now. Um, Just a really super helpful resource for how to set your body up for a more comfortable pregnancy, a more healthy pregnancy and long-term in your postpartum. So I will put her information in the show notes and I'll catch you guys at the end. So good morning, Vitalia. Thanks so much for coming on the podcast today. I'm glad we could get this going and meet virtually. Me too. I'm so excited to be here with you. So to kick it off, why don't you just um, tell a little bit about who you are, um, what you do, and then how you got into advocating and supporting women, you know, especially lately in pregnancy and postpartum. So I'm a mom of two little ones. I have a two-year-old and a one-month-old. I am an ICU nurse by education. Um, And my, like, kind of nursing background has really brought me more into focusing on pregnancy and postpartum and, like, advocating for women to have, like, the birth experience that they want. Um, and so I've kind of pivoted over the last couple of years and I've, um, left bedside nursing and have focused on pregnancy and postpartum nutrition and, um, and really working on that with other women these days. And so lots of exciting things kind of going on. Um, I've always kind of wanted 
to go into midwifery. And so that's kind of where the nursing part came in. But um, with like two little ones at home and then my own personal birth experiences, I've kind of really wanted to be able to advocate for other moms in the birth space and help make sure that they're able to own their own birth and really be confident during pregnancy and postpartum. Yeah, I love that. I was glad that I came across your page when I did because I'm currently about 24 weeks and, you know, first time mom. So it's like the nerves and the anxiety around Mm -hmm. the unknown. And it's just been comforting to, you know, follow your page because you do put such an emphasis on educating yourself and advocating for yourself and kind of knowing um, the process and that at least puts a little bit of ease in that anxious time frame. Um, it's so important to just like own your own experience and like look into all the resources and find, find the people that kind of vibe with you and like really make it your own experience. Cause there's so much kind of like noise out there. Right. It's and it's so important. It's yeah. Like you said, like with the noise, it's, I think people mean well, but sometimes you almost, I feel like they're like trying to tell horror stories to scare me. And then birth just gets such a negative, you know, light around it when that's not how, you know, it is. But you talked a little bit about your own birth experiences and how that led you to kind of wanting to shift and get more into helping women that are pregnant. So do you mind sharing a little bit about your birth experiences? So my first birth experience with Charlotte um, was kind of like your typical story that you hear. Um, I went into pregnancy knowing a little bit because of my background in healthcare, but wasn't really sure like what to expect or how to make things um, more comfortable or like really focus on my body. Um, I had a midwife, but it was um, a traditional kind of like medical practice. And I just, I went through all of it and just accepted the discomforts. And um, I ended up being induced at 40 weeks, even though I had a completely healthy pregnancy. And that birth experience just really kind of left me um, feeling let down and that like, Pregnancy wasn't as, like, beautiful as a time as it should be. Um, I kind of, after having her, I was like, oh, my gosh, I don't know if I could ever do this again. Like, how do women have more kids? It was just such a, like, traumatic in its own way experience. And so after that, I spent a lot of time kind of diving in more to pregnancy and nutrition and how to really like help your body um navigate pregnancy better instead of just accepting that um the fatigue and all the discomforts that come with it are just like a fact that it happens um because there are definitely ways that you can really kind of help your body navigate all the changes obviously like you're not going to completely erase like the discomforts or the fatigue but there's ways to make them better Mm -hmm. um And then also I started going, like diving deeper into birth and how birth um, 
is such a natural like physiological process and a lot of different interventions can just totally disrupt that and um it totally reframed my view of how birth is supposed to happen um all i knew of birth was the like typical hospital experience that's Mm -hmm. like what i had seen in school that's what i had experienced and i saw that as like this is what birth is and um through a bunch of different like books and movies. Um, my favorite is I make Askin and her books. And then a documentary called the business of being born. I really started to kind of be like, Oh my gosh, like you can have a beautiful, natural physiological birth inside the hospital or outside the hospital. And it be, um, completely safe. It's, um, and so, all of that really helped reframe my mind when it came to having our second baby, which we did end up having at home. It was a planned home birth with a midwife. Um, and that experience has really kind of fired me up for helping other new moms um, advocate for themselves and ask questions. Um, I really don't care what type of birth you have or you want to have as long as it's like the you're writing your own birth story and you feel confident and um the choices that you're making because ultimately like you're the mom and you Mm -hmm. get to make those decisions um just be informed with them and all of that yeah so that's kind of how all of this has come into play um and just really pulling from all my different experiences and helping moms find their voice when it comes to pregnancy and birth and like working with their body and not against it. And I think that's such a good, you know, direction to take to empower women to kind of own that journey. I know personally, I started off my pregnancy like traditional with my OB and it kind of just felt like I was just kind of being put through the runner. Like I was just like, another routine pregnant woman and I ended up switching to a midwife group and they're very much um, of the mindset of like this is about you and whatever you need to talk about today this is you know for you and whatever we need to prepare you for is for you Um, which at first was almost hard for me to grasp because I'm Mm -hmm. so used to people telling me what to do especially in a journey like this that's so unknown but like you said it's been so helpful to start educating myself and and learning and reading and watching all the things so I know what my options are and I'm not just going in and doing what I think I'm supposed to do. It is so true. Um, And that switch from like OB to midwifery care, um, it's such a good switch, but it's so hard to get used to just being able to like comfortably ask questions and they really focus on you. Mm -hmm. Um, I know... I felt that way too. And like my midwife was just like, okay, let's like talk about you. And I'm like, yeah. What <laughs> yeah. And they're not like rushing out of the room. Yeah. But it's so refreshing that there are options like that out there. If, um, if you want them, obviously yeah. like it's not the right fit for everybody, but, um, it's such a good option if that's what you're looking for. Agreed. Um, for sure. Now, you talked about, like, the difference between your two pregnancies and how with the second, 
you know, you felt like you knew your options more, you know, even nutrition and things like that were different for you. So what were some of the main changes that you made that you felt like helped to at least alleviate some of those symptoms and discomforts that a lot of pregnant women have? So I would say before even getting pregnant with our second, um, we started making changes in our everyday um, life. And some of those were really simple, just like um, focusing on whole food nutrition. And I started really tuning into my body in terms of like kind of what supplements I needed to take and other deficiencies, um, healing my gut and all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. And then... Oh, and we also started um, eliminating a lot of different toxins in our home, which we honestly didn't think would make such a huge difference when it came to pregnancy. Um, but pretty like quickly, we realized like really focusing on the not only the food we eat, but the products we use makes a huge difference um, for just like overall health, like not just me, but like my husband noticed it as well. And then... Um, Once we got pregnant, a lot of things that changed was knowing that there were different, like, there were more options when it came towards, like, helping with, like, I struggled with a lot of morning sickness. Mm -hmm. And um, one of the things that helped was making sure that I ate a high-protein snack even before I rolled out of bed in the morning. Mm -hmm. And um, knowing that different kind of, deficiencies can play a role in certain pregnancy symptoms and one of those for morning sickness is like not eating enough protein um so just really honing in on nutrition in that aspect um and as kind of my pregnancy progressed uh looking towards more natural options or supplements for things instead of just always reaching for me and my first pregnancy was Tylenol or Tums. Um, and though I like even like something like kombucha can help with mm-hmm. um, acid reflux for me personally. Yep. And I didn't have to reach for something else. Obviously, there were times during my, my pregnancy where I did reach for those things, but I knew that there were other things I could um, pull from first. And a lot of that knowledge. Um, wasn't something that I even knew was available my first pregnancy. Um, talking to other moms was like one way that I was able to kind of learn, oh, there are other ways to support your body. Like you don't just have to um, have a few options. Cause I know that's like the hardest thing in pregnancy is like, you're like, well, I can't take anything. Right. Um, I don't know how to feel better, but I like want to feel better. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also, a lot of it was talking to my midwife and expressing that, like, I really wanted to be able to support my body in more natural ways and, um, kind of pushing for it. And, uh, it wasn't something that was just like handed to me. It was something I had to ask for. Um, but knowing that you can ask for other things, I think is a big thing. And then the other part that did play a role is during my second pregnancy, I enrolled as a student in O-Baby Academy, which is a pregnancy and postpartum nutrition certification. Hmm. And so we dive really deep into all of the different ways to support your body, um, all phases of pregnancy and postpartum to really make sure that like you have the best experience and your body is like fully supported. 
Okay. I had never heard of that before. I just wrote it down. That's interesting. Um, you should check it out. They're yeah. Amazing. She has like so many resources um, for pregnant and postpartum. And even like baby is like you start to kind of introduce foods to baby. Oh, okay. Cool. So. Well, and I like how you talked about too, even like starting this journey before you got pregnant again. Like I know personally, I was very similar in that um, about a year before we got pregnant, we did a switch and just focused more on those whole foods, looking at the products we were using, looking at the beauty products I was using. And I know like I was so thankful for that when I got to the first trimester because I wasn't necessarily eating a balanced diet in the first trimester. I did what I could, but I didn't necessarily feel guilty because I knew that I had stored up all these nutrients and things to support the growth of the baby until I could kind of get back into my normal routine again. Yeah, no, it's so important. And I think that's something that's like easily overlooked. Too, is like, um, there, it is beneficial to help kind of prepare your body if you're able to before getting pregnant um, and look at all those things because it can really help um, you feel better during pregnancy. Yeah. Obviously, like, it's not going to make everything go away. Right. But it helps a lot. Right. Um, when you prepare for that. Yeah, absolutely. Now, you've talked about the fourth trimester and the challenges that, you know, it's had. How has your postpartum journey been going with the second time around? The second time around, I think that I, I've definitely been more prepared of like what to expect and healing has been, um, faster in some ways and slower in others. But I think the most important part of it is that I've learned that I have to step back. I can't jump like with both feet in and like start running again. Um, and so a lot of it is just saying, in tune with your body and how you're feeling and that is so hard the first time (laughs) it's even harder the second time when you have another one running around but um it's key and I know the days that I try to do too much even now a month out like I feel it and um the days that I I slow down and I'm intentional with like my energy and movement and not picking up a 30 pound toddler too much. Um, I feel a lot better and that it's so important to keep in mind your own healing, even though when you're taking care of another baby that like completely takes up all of your energy and thought, um, if you're not able, if like, you're not just like focusing on how am I feeling today and what can I do to support myself? It really does. Um, kind of wear you down and so asking for help and making sure your spouse or partner know like how you're feeling is really really important and that's something that I didn't really voice the first time because I didn't really think it mattered like we were both just so focused on taking care of Charlotte um I just kind of put my own like healing to the back burner and this time around I've really been vocal about like okay like I need, I need to rest. Like I need, like, and it's hard. Mm-hmm. It's so hard to rest. Um, cause you can, you finally like feel like you can do more than you could have been to pregnancy and you really want to start doing stuff again. Mm-hmm. Um, and so 
just keeping everything in check and knowing that it's okay to slow down. Um, it doesn't mean that you're not going to, I hate this, but like bounce back faster or anything like that. Like it's going to help you heal quicker in the long run to slow down. Yeah. Um, because it is more than the first trimester really is more than the, like those few months after. Right. Um, I think like, you feel the effects of postpartum up until like the first year, the end of the first year. Um, and like being able to support your body, like postpartum depletion is real and like making sure that you're eating nutritiously and you're taking your supplements and, um, really focusing on your own health in the same way you were focusing on it in pregnancy is important. Yeah, I think that's good. And I know personally, I'm going to need that reminder cause I'm going to feel like, you know, okay, pregnancy is done, like I'm ready to go, I'm ready to get back to my workouts. And and then also, you know, it is natural to want to give all of our energy to this new human, you know? And so it's kind of, it's hard, but so yeah. important, like you said, to carve out time for you so that you can show up for them in the long haul. Yeah, no, it's, it's such a beautiful time, but it's such a challenging time because you're like, trying to figure out yourself as a new mom you're trying to learn a, like a baby's just like their rhythm and what kind of helps them tick because every baby's different mm-hmm. um and trying to figure out where to focus all your time is impossible and um, it's really easy to kind of like put yourself on the back burner yeah but um that reminder is key and it doesn't I'd love to say it gets easier the second time around, but it's it's still hard to keep that in check. Oh, I'm sure. Even though you you know it, um, it's easy. I think if anything, I've wanted to jump back into things faster this. Well, time. right, because um, you have double the responsibility now. Yeah. So it's yeah, that makes sense. So you know, kind of as we wrap up, I wanted to ask uh, you selfishly for myself, but I know there's you know a lot of women listening and wondering too as women, you know, are getting prepared for birth, I would say specifically for their first child, but it could really be relevant to anybody. What would you say are like the questions we should be asking ourselves? Or you had mentioned, I know on your social media, like plan less for the cute, you know, the cutesy stuff, like the perfect nursery, the perfect outfit, and think more about the research part of it. So what would be your tips as far as like what to hone in on when we're planning and preparing? So, um, the kind of couple things for planning for birth is when you get towards the end, reading positive birth stories and seeking those out and being intentional with that because the negative ones overcloud everything and it's really easy to get in your head and birth is such a mental journey. Like it's physically challenging, but your head has to be like in the right spot. And I think, um, finding those positive stories is super helpful and just be your own advocate, like asking why and not just like kind of accepting everything at face value. Like really, if you are like questioning something, like ask the question and don't feel silly for it. Um, when it comes to preparing for postpartum and those first couple days, um, the one thing as a first time mom that I wish I had done ahead of time was learned more about breastfeeding and had talked to a lactation consultant before, like before having um, Charlotte, because the first night at home, we 
I was like frantically texting a lactation consultant at like 10 PM because I was like, I have no clue what I'm doing. Yeah. And so I would say kind of knowing like what resources are out there, you might not necessarily need to like seek them out, but know like you have a few people in mind that you can contact if you need. Um, Cause you never know what your postpartum journey is going to be like. You never know if you're going to need lactation support or um, any other type of support, like physically like support or mental health support, all that kind of stuff. But kind of knowing that there are resources out there and where to find them. Um, I know as a first time mom, I didn't have a ton of friends that had kids already. And mm-hmm. so like, I didn't really know who to turn to. And I found um, that some local Facebook groups that kind of are mom centered, that vibe with your beliefs um, are great places to ask questions. Cause you can ask like for local recommendations, like pediatricians or even lactation consultants, pelvic floor physical therapy, all that kind of stuff. Um, so those are great things to seek out. Like if you don't have a ton of like mom friends already, mm-hmm. um, or people that have experienced it before you to have another kind of like source because that can feel really overwhelming. Like, how do I like find these resources that I need? Right. Um, that are going to be like solid ones kind right. of thing. Right. Um, instead of going down like a Google dark hole. <laughs> right. Um, exactly. So that's kind of, those are kind of the, the definite things. Um, you can't prepare for everything you learn as you go. Um, we're still learning as we go the second time around and um, all of that. And so just knowing where to find help you need um, and not being afraid to ask for it, yeah, I think is, is the number one. Well, and I, you know, <laughs> I think too that we're so lucky now with social media, if we use it consciously, you know, to find people on there that we kind of vibe with and that share content and, and all of that. So um, as we wrap up, could you share with people where they could find you on social media? Because I think you'll be such a great resource for people that are on this journey or planning for this journey. Of course. So my handle on Instagram is at Vitalia Albertson. Um, my first name is V-I-T-A-L-I-A. And then it's Albertson. Um, so I would love follow along on your journeys and um kind of be a resource for others that are on this journey too because it's definitely better when we have each other to kind of hold for expertise exactly well thank you so much for coming on today and for carving out the time taking time away from your little ones we appreciate that of course thank you so much for inviting me on Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of the Health Without Limits podcast. You guys know that I appreciate your support more than anything and really love having this outlet to just share my voice too. Don't forget to reach out to me on social media so that we can connect. You can find me on Instagram or Facebook. Both of those will be in the notes section of this episode. I'll catch you guys in the next one.